So everyone loves like a good cocktail and a tiki hut, right? Of course, like a Mai Tai or a zombie. Come Ooh, on. Ooh, delicious. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Okay. We may have found the worst thing you can say when you're pulled over for speeding, and we're going to show it to you. All righty then. And a Florida sports bar is turning into a pit of despair. Oh, all that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show. Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have a few of those, <laughs> don't we, Kirsten? You're getting a little sick of saying that every week, it's, aren't it's, you? <laughs> I just like to play play with it every once in a while. So we've got a, another great group of stories ripped, from, ripped the from the headlines. Our first one comes to us from the Miami Herald. Oh. The U.S. Coast Guard sees plenty of unusual things while they patrol Florida's waters, so there's probably not a whole lot that surprises them at this point. But while patrolling near Fort Zachary Taylor State Park in Key West, the Coast Guard spotted a stolen boat. And not just any stolen boat, but a stolen floating tiki hut. Basically a little bar under a tiki roof with an outboard motor and room for a handful of people. Think of it like um, one of those pedal pubs, only on the high seas, right? yeah. So instead of being filled with uh, rowdy bachelorettes, this particular tiki boat had just one person on it. 26-year-old Tylen Earl Morlang of Missouri was found alone, intoxicated, and slumped over the wheel more than five miles from the marina where the boat had been docked the night before. The boat had also burn marks in it because it was a chilly night, and apparently the suspect had lit some fires on the boat to stay warm. (laughs) Always a good idea. Morlang told officers that he had a heart condition, but that didn't stop him from then fighting the officers when they tried to take him to the hospital. He was charged with a variety of offenses and taken to the county jail. Well, not the not the brightest thought to steal a floating <laughs> uh, tiki hut. I mean, those things stick out like sore thumbs, right? Yeah. So when will our Floridians learn? Stop stealing such conspicuous vehicles. Yeah. It's like stealing the weenie mobile. Yeah. Take take like the the most ordinary boat or whatever. A Don't, lovely pontoon. Yeah. Perhaps. Try not to go for the fifty foot yacht or. In this case, the floating tiki hut. (laughs) Right. What I want to know is what's the master plan here? Like, is he going to drive it all the way up the Mississippi River back to the show me state to bring back as a souvenir for the family? It sounds so much like a (laughs) Mark Twain tale or something like that. Oh, only like in reverse. Yeah. (laughs) And with a tiki hut instead. No. And he's certainly not getting it so that he can win a boat race. No, definitely not. That's not going to work. No. I I have a sneaking suspicion they don't go so fast. No. Well, at least he found the liquor cabinet key. I mean, I'm guessing so because he was slumped over. Um, I'm guessing just, you know, get rid of the evidence on the boat. Well, that's one way to get rid right? of the evidence, yeah. right? I, I will say, though, I mean, we've looked into doing these boats before when we were down oh, yeah. in Key West, and they're BYOB. Oh. So I I don't know if there was a liquor cabinet or, oh, you know, he, he came preloaded, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> preloaded. I like it. <laughs> that's great. So the Coast Guard motto is uh, Semper Paratus. Right, yeah. Which I think means like always ready. Correct. Always prepared. Something like that. Yep. Ready for what? 
Exactly. <laughs> ready to take on all comers, apparently. Yeah, ready to um, apprehend boatloads of Cuban refugees. Yeah, ready to grab square groupers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bricks of cocaine yep. washing up on the beaches. <laughs> and of course... Always ready for random Floridians drunk and floating on tiki huts, yeah, I suppose. I'm guessing so as well. <laughs> well, Semper Paratus to you, Corey. Oh, Semper Paratus to you as well. <laughs> Our second story comes to us from Local10.com. All right. Miami cops are trying to figure out exactly what happened inside an elevator in Little Havana in early January. Oh. So here's what they know. Okay. A shirtless man entered the elevator around 2.30 in the afternoon on a recent Thursday. As you do. When a woman chased him in and began hitting the man with an object that appeared to be a flat iron. Okay. And by the way, the woman was topless. Well, why wouldn't she be? So the two kind of dance around like, you know, professional boxers with their fists and their flat iron in the air and continuing to argue the topless woman holding the elevator doors open to prevent it from, you know, going to another floor. Oh, yeah. The whole incident actually lasted less than two minutes and was caught on video before the woman left, presumably, I guess, to go put a shirt on. Let's hope. Uh, Officers say they still want to know exactly what led up to this altercation and if the original attack was provoked in any way. And if you think you know the identity of the topless duo, give the Miami PD a call. That's good. And let's face it, all Miami stories should start out with a shirtless man on an elevator. Well, and, you know, this is a Miami story, but, you know, typically when you hear, like, topless woman in Miami, you're thinking, like, South Beach. Beach Or, yeah, right. one of the the other beaches. Topless woman walking into an elevator at a South Beach resort might not be that shocking. Yeah. Little Havana seems a little less like the topless woman walking on the elevator kind of place. Yeah, maybe there's, it, it does feel very much like a domestic situation here. Yeah, uh. <laughs> and I hate to think that. And, you know, honestly, I don't think it would have gotten any attention whatsoever if she'd just been wearing a shirt. Yeah, I I, I mean, and I don't, I'm not trying to, like, you know, cast aspersions or anything like no. that. I mean, I mean, he should be wearing a shirt as well. Let's be honest. And I might add, but, he walked in shoeless as well. <sighs> shirtless Flip and shoeless. Flip-flops in hand. I know, no shirt, no shoes, no service, buddy. Definitely not a germaphobe, that's for sure. <laughs> But she comes on with a brandishing a flat iron. Yes. Was she planning on straightening his chest hair? Ew. What's going on with this? <laughs> like, I'll show you. Yeah, well, I tell you what. I mean, I watched the surveillance video. Yeah. She's holding on to it with, you know, from the cord end, kind of whipping it around like it's nunchucks. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. it looked dangerous. It looked like it could be a dangerous weapon. Oh, totally. I yeah. wouldn't want to get smacked with one. The first thing I thought of when you were describing it is that it sounded like two knights at like medieval times or something oh. like that. Like battling for, I don't know, maybe for the hand of the fair maiden. I don't know. I, I don't know what they were battling ex- for. Instead of uh, wearing chain mail, they're not wearing anything at all. Yeah, I don't I don't understand this whole situation. But you know, this isn't our first elevator story. Maybe on this the is show. My, maybe this is what a Miami night looks like. You oh, know, they're just, yeah. But yeah. Not, but not our first elevator story. You're no, right. No, and we've talked about uh, this other story before. Um, more than once, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it happened last year, not far from us. It had yep. nothing to do with topless women. had nothing to do with flat irons. So we know it didn't happen in Miami. Right. It yeah. happened in Estero. Yeah. In either a condo building or an apartment building. Right. You know, some sort of a high rise. Yeah. 
Um, folks were coming down the elevator in the morning, presumably, I guess, to go to work. Sure. I, I would imagine. Yeah. And the elevator door is open, and there's an alligator in the lobby. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> He's just trying to get to his apartment like everybody else, just waiting on the elevator yeah, to get there. Yeah, come on. You're not going to take the stairs when you live come on the 14th on. floor. Well, and he's, he's so low to the ground, it would be really difficult to take the stairs. Oh, good point. Yeah. Good point. Low center of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just, with this story, though, it's just amazing how this happened, and then poof, it was gone. Yeah. It's as if maybe they were like ghosts of Little Havana. Oh. You know, and, you know, sometimes. Is some, this on like the Little Havana ghost tour? It could be. Like, you know, it's like, I've heard tell of, you know, a shirtless man and a topless woman with a brand, with a, with a flat iron that sometimes haunt these hallowed halls. And then you, you know that they're there by the sweet smell of Cuban cigar smoke. Oh, lovely. You know, we've been on those ghost tours before. They're pretty awful. At yeah. least the one we went on. Super bad, but I think I just pretty made up a awful. really good one right there. I think you did. Yeah. So uh, we, we need to start the Little Havana ghost tour, I guess. Let's move to Little Havana. <laughs> All right. Our next story comes to us from WTSP.com. Uh, sports bars and depression sometimes go hand in hand. Oh, yes. Especially when you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Am I right? That could be turning around. <laughs> let's just let's give Urban Meyer a chance here. Now, there is a different kind of depression, though, at the Varsity Club Sports Bar in Newport Ritchie. Oh, yeah. Because it is a large geological depression, oh. a sinkhole, which has reopened and is growing. Oh. The hole first opened back in October. And on January 7th, it finally got bad enough to call a sinkhole repair company to come and fill the hole. Well, you got to do that. But just a few days later, the fill material collapsed back into the hole, which now measures 50 feet wide and about 130 feet deep. It has now also closed one lane of the road in front of the sports bar. But you know what? This is Florida, and the bar is still open for business. Just watch your step. The show must go on. That's right. right? <laughs> well, there's now a deep, unfillable void at the sports bar there, and it's not just Larry crying in his beer at the end of the bar. Oh, I think right? I've cried into a beer or two in a sports oh, bar. Yeah, before. we've been unfillable voids before. <laughs> uh, this is just a whole different ball of wax than that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, I love the whole. There's a sinkhole outside of our bar in October. No big deal. We'll just leave it there until it gets to be 50 feet across, and then we'll call the sinkhole guy. Right, and maybe we'll lean into it and do some promos that are built around (laughs) the sinkhole because we're the only sports bar in the area that has a sinkhole. Oh, good call. Good call, yeah. Yeah, I'm really surprised that we don't hear more about sinkholes. I know we hear a lot about sinkholes, but because they're so frightening, I feel like every time I hear about one, it always like grabs my attention. Has there ever been a sinkhole horror movie? There should be. There absolutely should be. There, Just swallowing people up willy-nilly. It's actually much more... Uh, sinkhole NATO? Yeah, it's much more feasible <laughs> than most of the horror movies are. Oh my God, I think we've just come across our million-dollar idea. Yeah, I mean, people will build anything in Florida, and 
any chance to like, you know, turn something into real estate um, is people are going to jump at it. So this is why I'm surprised I don't hear more about. I mean, I basically work on an island that's a glorified land that was a glorified landfill when it was built. So that's true. I feel like I'm going to like wash myself into the sound at any moment. So you think the sinkhole is just going to open up right under your office? It's possible. It is. It is actually. I certainly wouldn't put it again. You know, I would. I would definitely like bet on it more than anything. Really? <laughs> well, I, you'll probably be happy to know that I did a little research for oh, this good, story. Good, and good. we do not live in the sinkhole part of the state. Oh, that does make me feel a lot better. Now, if we were a little further north, sure. like in the Tampa area, yeah. Tampa across central Florida to the villages, even the Orlando area, and yeah. then all the way up to like Tallahassee and part of the ha- uh, Panhandle, uh-huh. that's all like prime sinkhole territory. Wow, we're on terra firma comparatively. Uh, to, to, I mean, comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're more like terra swampa. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that if you get a sinkhole on your property, like it's your responsibility financially and no. environmentally to fill that sinkhole. I'm no geologist. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> well, that's why you have a sinkhole guy. I right? guess so. Yep. I mean, you got a lawn guy. You got a uh, pool guy. Yeah. You got a sinkhole guy. Everybody's got a sinkhole guy, right? Mikey's always the guy that I call whenever I need. Whenever you need a guy, a plumbing guy, or a roof guy, or whatever. Hopefully, he has a sinkhole guy just in case. Our friend Mikey's always got a guy. (laughs) Yeah. He really does. He's always got a guy, and he actually just moved in the last year or two to the kind of Tampa sinkhole area of the state. I'm sure he's got a sinkhole guy. Then he probably does. Oh my god! You know he's going to be my first text if that ever. (laughs) Well, let's hope it doesn't happen. But, you know, like I said, it's your responsibility to fill in the sinkhole. So that's, I mean, the bar was probably like, I don't know, maybe we'll come in in the morning. It'll just magically be filled up. (laughs) We don't want to spend, you know, a quarter of a million dollars bringing a sinkhole guy to come fill our 50 foot sinkhole. And by the way, 130 feet deep. That's incredible. That's like a 13-story building. I, yeah. I mean, technically, it's like a 14-story building because yeah. you don't count the 13th floor. Of course not. So you've got a 14... So you've got you've got like seven giraffes standing on each other's uh. heads. That is a tall sinkhole. Yeah. Or a deep, I guess, is more the word I'm looking it's for. It's scary, um, but it obviously is a draw. We'll it, see what happens. Well, I don't... I don't, is it a draw? I don't know. Do you know. go to the sports no bar idea. just to see the I have no idea. Hole? They still have their doors open. There must be some like looky-loos that are interested. Can you imagine if we had a sinkhole in our yard? I mean, we're freaking out because we had to play a, pay a you know, plumbing bill. Yeah. No, I can't imagine. I uh, don't want to imagine. Well, that's why you Because get... I feel like if it's in the yard, it's only a matter of time before it's underneath the bedroom. Well, that's that's why you get sinkhole insurance. There you go. And that's another crazy thing about Florida. What will they think insurance. of next? That doesn't sound like a pyramid scheme at all. Right? Yeah. yeah. Some sort of some sort of horrible scam. Oh sinkhole insurance. But last... Well, I don't know about last year, but on average, like 6,500 sinkhole claims in Florida every year. Oh, wow. We're the sinkhole capital of the world. Pretty much, yeah. Or at least and, the U.S. And the sports bar stays open. That's right. Florida is open for business. We're not going to let a pandemic stop us. <laughs> nope. We're certainly not Sinkholes going to let, be damned. let the fact that the earth is swallowing us all alive yep. stop us either. <laughs> hey, 2020 brought us a lot of challenges. A sinkhole is going to be no problem at all. We can throw the rest of our problems right in it. That's right. We'll fill it up easily that way. 
So our last story comes to us from ClickOrlando.com. All right. When police in Titusville saw a red Hyundai Elantra traveling at high speeds, they turned on their lights and sirens to pull it over. But the car didn't stop. In fact, it passed several good spots to pull over, but just (laughs) kept on cruising right into a trailer park on North Dixie Avenue. Police say the driver was 18-year-old Nicholas DeBetz, who told police that he was speeding because his mother needed him to get home quickly. And he didn't pull over because he was driving too fast and stopping just wouldn't have been safe. That's a good one. Turns out young Nicholas had an outstanding warrant, and this wasn't even the first time that day that someone had tried to pull him over. Oh, boy. Uh, By the way, when the cops ran the license plate... They determined that the Hyundai was also stolen. Okay, well, I love I, I love the Ferris Bueller defense immediately. You know, it's like <laughs> I was speeding because my mom needed me to get home so more quickly. It's like, oh, what a good son! Come on, Nicholas. We know you and Cameron have been up to no good <laughs> in this whole situation. You know, his mom must be very proud of him. He's such a good boy. Well, I would think so. I mean, if it's a stolen car, I mean, he's you know he's finding his way in the world in that way. He, this is the second time that he's been pulled over. Well, or, that they tried to pull him over. That they tried over. to pull him over. I mean, what's not to love? You know, it's not a very good advertisement for Hyundai, though. No. Don't drive our cars too fast, because <laughs> you can't stop us. We can't we'll stop. get in a wreck. Yeah, we can't stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it's like, I, I love that he go, he moves right from the Ferris Bueller defense to the Fast and Furious defense. I'm driving too fast. I can't pull over. I'm out of control. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, that's why they're pulling you over in the first place, Junior. Yeah, right. Um, I also don't like, as a red car driver myself, right. um, perpetuating the red car myth. Yeah. Leave red cars alone, people. It's not They're really not that big of a deal. Because everybody thinks, like the, the big urban yeah, legend. If you get a red car, you're, you're more likely to get pulled over. You're That's more what likely to get pulled about. over, yeah. more likely to have your car stolen, which in this case, I mean, I guess might be true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But you know what color car actually gets pulled over the most? Well, I would have thought it was red. I was a, a big believer in the Those myth. big flashy red cars. Yes. No, it's white cars. Really? White cars get pulled over the most by volume. Yeah. Because Are, probably there's just more of them on the road. There's probably just more of them, right? But by percentage, gray and silver cars get pulled over the most. Really? Yes, at a much higher rate than red cars. Those, I used to drive a, a gray cars. And yes, you I drove did, a you big know, old gray Impala. You know, actually, I remember when I was driving a car, I got pulled over on a regular basis. I really didn't. But You uh, did not. But, no, because everybody thought you were a grandpa driving that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or an unmarked police car, That's maybe. probably what it was. <laughs> I was just going to pull them over. So what did we learn this week, Corey? I learned that there's always booze and bad decision-making in the floating tiki hut. Oh, there's always booze and bad decision-making in the keys in general. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I learned that elevators really should be just like everything else. No shirt, no service. (laughs) I also learned that sinkholes always show up at the worst times, but it's going to make for a really good Super Bowl story. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And I learned that if you're driving too fast to be able to stop, you're probably just driving too fast in general. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely happening. Those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. And as always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. That's at FLA Freak Show. And while you're there, remember to follow us, like us, and share us 
at FLA Freak Show. And if you see a Florida story we missed, share it with us. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your oh, yeah. favorite podcast platform. Even the ones you don't like. We don't care. <laughs> and by the way, if you have friends, yeah. and even we have friends. We do have friends. How about you tell them about us? Yes. We'd love to invite them into our freaky little Florida family. We sure would. Until next time, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. Until we meet again, remember to let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. Yeah,